Good afternoon. Welcome to Cone and Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. That's Larry Kruger. Simulcasting live on both of our YouTube channels. Make sure to like and subscribe on Larry's and then come back to mine and do the same. And then go to Larry and watch us on both. Just watch. Larry, both. how you doing? Just keep watching and watch again. And then when you're done watching, just go watch it again. I'm good. I'm good, man. Monday, feeling good. Just had a nice little Monday and uh, getting ready to, to chop it up with you and see what's going on. We missed a week. We missed a week. It's nice to be back. This team is incredible. And there's so many topics. There's Christian McCaffrey, who could be the MVP. There's a, an excellent defense, an excellent coach, so many good players. But right now, it's all about Brock Purdy, quarterback of the 49ers. He's also uh, making history week after week. Still hasn't lost a game that he started and finished. So let's let's do a lot of Brock Purdy talk because you've been the most optimistic Brock Purdy media member since he stepped on the scene, and I've been one of, if not the most, skeptical ones. So let's see if we can meet in the middle or at least debate it. <laughs> All right, how, many sounds quarterbacks, good. how many quarterbacks in the NFL right now could run this offense better than Brock? He's a pretty good fit. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I just... I. I think you just got to look at the guys that are for sure obvious, right? I mean, um, Mahomes, Josh Allen, yes. big-time yes. guys with big-time arms that could make all kinds of throws. For sure, those two guys. Um, mm -hmm. And then it becomes, it's kind of like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I'd probably put Lamar in there because I think Lamar is just has that same kind of he would it would be a different look because you would you would use him more just on runs, especially in short yardage, to kind of keep the offense on the field. But I think Lamar would be really good. I think Jalen Hurts would be really good. And then then there's the three young guns like Lawrence, Herbert, and Burrow. Mm -hmm. And you know Burrow's cold right now, but he's a total stone cold winner. Herbert is got maybe the pro physical prototype. Uh, and yet, you know, he's kind of 500 career and he's not winning all the time. Lawrence, you know, is maybe one of the greatest quarterback prospects the league's ever seen. So I got to think that it, for sure, for sure, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar and Hertz, I would say those four and quite possibly Lawrence, Herbert and Burrow. So I would say those seven, I, I say I would throw Brock in around eight. And and maybe you know if you obviously Stafford is incredible still so maybe you go Stafford in there even though he's an older guy, um, and then Tua. Tua's has been really hot. That's the other guy that a lot of people like on the list. I mean, you you could say Jared Goff on the right day really looks good, um, and mm -hmm. and you don't have to be super mobile. You got to you got to be able to make plays. Um, efficient thrower from the pocket. Who? Goff would look pretty good on this team. Yeah, I think Goff. Goff would not be a bad call. I mean, definitely Stafford. Um, I mean, some people, you could make an argument for the veteran crew, guys like Kirk Cousins, Cousins. Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, what about those two? Yeah, I mean, those guys, I think definitely could. you can make an argument that, you know, but they're right. not playing as well. Sometimes some of these guys aren't playing as well, and they've got better weapons in the case yeah. of uh, Cousins. And then I don't know what to say about Russell. The other guy that's kind of like a I don't know is Deshaun Watson, who didn't even play this weekend, but he's committing. Right. He's completing like 55% of his passes and making some kind of odd maneuvers. Some people would argue for Dak. I, I would yeah. say no. I would say Purdy's better okay. than Dak. But, okay. I mean, I, I definitely think there's, I would say, 7 to 10 
if you you know because that that's in this argument we're not talking about any kind of money or anything like that. So you got to take the guys like Stafford, and you know Russell's probably a future Hall of Famer. Um, we gonna throw Rodgers on the list? What about Stroud? Stroud's Stroud looks really really good. He does. He looks really good. Okay. So potentially Stroud. So hold on. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So I think it's fair to say that there are maybe, maybe fourteen quarterbacks who could run this offense as well or better than Brock. It's a hell of an offense with a hell of a coach. Still, that puts Brock in the top half of the league, and I think most people would agree with that. Even though he's only started, he hasn't even started a full season worth of games. It just looks like he really is. He does have a lot of things going for him. He doesn't have the big arm. But neither did Joe Montana, and I'm not comparing him to Joe Montana, but you can't just rule out a guy because he doesn't have the big arm. Well, and the, the I think the point is, obviously there's only one Joe Montana, but Brent Jones, who played with Joe Montana, just went on NBC Sports Bay Area's website in an article that I read just yesterday, said he reminds him of Joe Montana. I also Brent did Johnson an interview. There? Brent Jones said that. Nice. Um, and he's talking I take about that seriously. Ben Jones is, is a serious guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, to me, more than anything, Grant, that is a freaking eye opener. I mean, because you yeah. and I, we can say whatever. What yeah. guys like Brent Jones? This guy played with Joe Montana. He yeah. he's got no reason at all to. There's no motivation on Brent's part to. Okay, this is the exact quote. I'm going to read it to you. It's unbelievable, actually. Four-time Pro Bowl tight end Brent Jones. I think Brock is a cool customer, and that's really hard for people to appreciate. He's just such a young kid and hasn't had that much experience in the grind of football with all the spotlight, a playoff team, a team that should be in the Super Bowl this year. And that's why – and that's uh, – and the way that he just is so cool just reminds me a lot of Joe. Nothing ever phased Joe. He was relaxed. He was calm in the huddle. Nothing uh, could could fluster him. And Brock just seems like he has that same persona. I agree. So that's Brent Jones. Now, I did an interview yesterday at 95.7 The Game on the pregame show with Lorenzo Neal with Larry Centers, who played with Tom Brady um, his final year. They won a Super Bowl together over Carolina. And I said, mm-hmm. what do you think of Brock? And he said he rem- there's several things about Brock that remind him of Brady. So, you know, these are the best. I mean, this is hard to, this is really, I'm a huge Brock fan. You know that. But even, this is pretty hard to fathom that we are here. Um, but that's how impressed at least a couple guys are. Brent Jones, uh, I, Larry Centers, yeah. Ronnie Lott that's, was say, very glowing in his praise of Purdy last week as well. That's, uh, that's fair. I, I sort of look at Purdy and Jalen Hurts similarly, and here's why. I feel like both of them are quarterbacks who still have a lot to prove because they're on the best teams in systems that perfectly fit them. Like, wouldn't you say Philly's system is a perfect fit for Jalen Hurts and what he's want and what he wants to do and what he's good at? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a yes. run, bo- oh, you know what's interesting about it, Grant, is they're both in run-heavy systems, but still yes. have weapons of note to throw to. So, like, you know, Philly's a run-heavy. If you said, what's Philly doing? They're a run-heavy system. But they have Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard. 
you know, and yet they're a run-heavy system. The 49ers, I think you would argue, well, well, initially run-heavy. That, that Jalen Hurts is, is a better fit for Philly than he is for the 49ers and that Brock Purdy is a better fit for the 49ers than he is for Philly? Well, I think at the end of the day, though, they're both trying to do the same thing, you know, use their legs to, to avoid rush. They both want to make plays from the pocket. Uh, Hurts runs it a little bit more. Uh, but maybe that will change over time because he's not like he's Lamar. He's not he's not an elite runner. He's more of a, a resourceful runner. Uh, but Hertz, I think, also gives you something different. Hertz gives you a short yardage option as a ball carrier almost because he's so strong leg wise that I think there's a there's a little bit of an advantage there. But I'll tell you this: Purdy's accuracy is unbelievable he when he's in rhythm and yesterday he was in full rhythm from the start of the game his accuracy on the short and intermediate stuff which is most of the stuff that kyle's dialing up these days is um you know on on point with you know he looks very accurate like well at the top of the scale accuracy is that both he and hertz are fortunate to be in the perfect offenses for them with really good talent around them and really good coaches that doesn't mean they're not the real deal. But I still have questions about Jalen Hurts. You're on the best team with the best offensive line. The system's perfect for you. What's going to happen down the line? I guess I still have those questions with Brock. But right now, at his price point on this team with this supporting cast, I mean, he's really good. He's a really – you could all you could say he is a perfect fit. Jalen Hurts, though, great, and I think is a great, great uh, comp because these guys – I mean, I, I did it, did the whole deep dive in the playoffs – they have like about 50 identical characteristics. I mean, from their, they're both, you know, the conviction with their faith. They're both the exact same size, hand size, everything. Brock's got a faster 10 yard split. Uh, Hertz has got a faster 40 yard time. Um, that, you know, but they're both right around six feet, 225 pounds. They're both these like quiet, humble leaders that, you know, that the guys really love and, and play hard for. They're respected in the room, but they're not rah-rah guys. I mean, there's so many traits that Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy are very similar. It's it's. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome to watch these guys battle it out for the NFC for the next five or six years. Marks the Boss 3 says, keep up the great work, fellas. He's been a member for 24 months. Thank you, Marks the Boss. Look at that. Sean, $10 says, it's too early to say Brock Purdy is the next Joe Montana, but he's played at a level where we can't rule it out. His poise reminds me of Joe Cool. I just want to point out, and again, I'm being a jerk, but look at Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) right now, okay? Right. Look at Jimmy. Like His whole career fell apart because he left the 49ers. I'm not saying Brock's would. He's better than Jimmy. No question about it. But it's also clear that this coach, this system, this supporting cast, this defense elevates a quarterback, and it becomes difficult to find out exactly how good a quarterback is on this team. We had the same issue with Jimmy for a long time. But after five years, it became apparent. I think in five years, we'll know exactly how good Brock is. But right now, it looks like he's very good. Well, it, you know, and let's be honest about this. G- great wide receivers make quarterbacks look better. Jerry, yeah. I mean, Jerry Rice is a major part of Joe Montana's um, awesome twilight career. Now, he would have been damn good anyway, mm-hmm. but with Jerry, mm-hmm. he was otherworldly incredible. True. 
True. Absolutely. Sean says it's too early. To, nope. Nope. Got you. Stephen Pryor says you lost me after Lamar. Brock Purdy is a top three quarterback. I think a better question is, will he be compared to Mahomes next season? Like it will be Lamar or Herbert plus a 2024 and a 2025 to get Brock. Wow. Lamar. Okay. Sure? I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying, Stephen, but Lamar's won an MVP. An MVP of the league. Come on, that's pretty incredible stuff. I think he belongs in that conversation. I do know what you're saying, though, because look at Lamar's numbers the last two years. They have not been very good. Marcel Wilkerson says, if you had to pick one OP and one DP from the past 49ers to teach one and one uh, current team, who would you both choose? What is he talking about? OP, DP? Offensive player, defensive player. One offensive, if you had to to teach one-on-one current team, who would you choose? As far as teach, I mean, if I could just have their talent or if they just as coaches, you know, what are we talking about? I, I think Alex Smith is going to be a great uh, coach of quarterbacks if he ever wanted to do it. I'm convinced of that because he, he he knew what it was to not be good, and then but he emerged as something amazing. And to me, Charles Haley uh, can, t- can teach pass rushing to – Drake Jackson any day he wants. He, if I was if I was Kyle Shanahan, I would invite Charles to the facility and and tell Drake uh, listen to him and copy him and listen closely. I don't know. Yep. Those would be my two guys. Gregorius Greg, member for twenty two months. Thank you, Stephen Pryor. The Eagles don't have enough draft picks to supplement Hurts to acquire Brock, and I think this convo will be silly in a couple of years. Just wait. But we'll see. All right, Stephen. Love you, man. I mean, think All about right. what he's saying there. That so he's saying that he's such a Purdy fan now that Purdy comparing Purdy and Hertz is in his mind outrageous. That's that's have the 49ers that's faced fallen a good in love fast. This year, have the 49ers faced a good defense yet this year? Um, I'll say this: the, the Steeler defense should look should look better against the Raiders and Jimmy than they did against Brock and the Niners. Um. I don't know, but the Rams' defense. I think Dallas's defense is even questionable if you can get a lead on them. I think you can run on Dallas's defense. I think Dallas. What would be an incredible test, Grant, would be if Dallas got up fourteen nothing in the first half and Brock Purdy led yeah. some incredible comeback against Dallas amid all their pass rushers, all their pressure, all you know. That would be the eye-opener. That would be like, what? Did you guys see that? I think that would vault the Niners very highly in the minds of many. Well, do you think Brock Purdy is going to play against Dallas this weekend? What do you expect from him? I Last, I year, think last the- year, they kind of kept him in check. I want to say, here, yeah. let me give you the numbers. Last year, it was 19 for 29, 214 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, 87.4 quarterback rating, and he was sacked twice. It's to me. It's all about. Um, it's kind of like this Cardinals game. I mean, I don't. You saw the numbers probably going into this Cardinals game when when Dobbs had play action. He had like an eighty four quarterback QBR. When he wow. didn't have play action, he had a thirty four QBR. So he basically needed play action. And when the Niners got a huge lead. Then you don't you're not really worried about play action and still Dobbs I thought was really really good but he did it a lot with his legs yesterday so I think Dallas is the same way if you can it's about the game it's about how the game's played if Dallas gets a lead and you've got Parsons going against McKivitts and the Niners trying to help out and 
I think it, you know, there's a, I think the scoring's lower because they got to put a lot of pressure on Brock, but I think the Niners also have an advantage. I think they can run on Dallas and I think you're going to see it next week. I think Mitchell will be back and I think the McCaffrey Mitchell combo will, will run the ball successfully on Dallas and it'll be enough to beat them. I expect Brock's going to play better this time against Dallas than he did last time. Like, there's the idea that maybe with a second, with more exposure to Brock Purdy, Dan Quinn and Dallas will have a better sense of what he likes to do and maybe shut him down. But I feel like everyone sort of knows what Brock Purdy likes to do, where he likes to throw. And I mean, I think he's getting better. I think he's improving his deep ball. I think he should do better this time than last time. The team is healthy. I'm expecting a really good game from Brock Purdy. I'm expecting the 49ers to win. The thing that was the two things jumped out about yesterday's game to me when I watched it again. One, how fresh the 49ers looked off a 10-day break. They looked very, very fresh. And then two, how quiet and calm Brock Purdy's footwork was in the pocket all day. He moved, he didn't just move around. There was like not a very there's at times where he looks a little frenetic. He looked incredibly calm. The feet were very calm. He moved very confidently within the pocket and was able to set his feet and deliver the deep ball. That, to me, is a major key on his deep ball. He's got to be able to set his feet. Some guys, Herbert, some of these guys can just flick flick it. They don't need to set their feet. He needs to set his feet. But if you let him set his feet, he throws a deep ball with pretty good accuracy, or at least you know, he throws it with decent accuracy, and then you've got Ayuk. And Ayuk, nobody, yeah. we're talking about CMC, we're talking about Brock, but I asked Kyle the question about Ayuk's catch radius yesterday because Ayuk is doing now what we saw all summer, Grant, which is just every ball that's in the air is just like hits his personal mission to go get it. And he goes high, low, he'll go behind him, he'll go across the middle. He's 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 due for it. He's, he's going to have a huge year. Well, let me ask you this. Is Brandon Ayuk pricing himself out of Santa Clara? He's so good. Last year, people sort of understood he's he's improving. He's coming on, but the Niners don't exactly feature him for a lot of reasons. This year, they're featuring him, and it seems like anytime a defense puts eight in the box or sells out to stop the run or plays man-to-man coverage, Ayuk kills him. I mean, how, how do you think he's going to be here long-term? Well, I mean, I, I can't say that, but all I'll say is look at the team's track record with offensive weapons uh, that they have conviction in and like uh, and yeah. handpick. They off they yeah. pay those guys. They paid Kittle. Yeah. They paid Debo. They paid Juice. Why wouldn't they pay him? Um, in you know, it'd be one thing if he was from a different part of the country or something like that. But he's from Rockland, mm-hmm. so I yeah I think he's probably going to sign. Um, and I, I I will say this though, have you ever seen a six one receiver play bigger? Yeah. I mean, he, in a lot of ways, he reminds me of a modern-day John Taylor in that John Taylor was, you know, really long arms, really long legs, deceptive deceptive stride, maybe more of a deep threat, but he played huge, and this guy plays huge. Yeah. I hope they find a way to keep him because they've spent so much money on older players who are maybe non-essential, and I feel like... Ike's skill set is so unique on this team. There's no one else who does what he does, who just beats the best cornerbacks on the outside man-to-man. That's not what Debo does. It's not what McCaffrey or Kittle does. It's what Ayuk does. And he's young. He's improving. They traded up for him. He's never gotten in trouble. He 
mostly plays every game. This is the kind of guy you got to keep long term. And if them extending Debo prevents them from keeping Ayuk, then that's too bad. But I think the fact that they are committed to Brock Purdy as their starting quarterback and he's so cheap for so long that they should be able to keep Brandon Ayuk. They just, I mean, they got forty million to roll over unless they make a trade. Um, and I and I gotta think. I mean, you know, I gotta think that he's he is. They've got money earmarked, especially for him. Now I don't know about some of the other guys. I don't know how long Armstead's going to be here. I don't know how long Juice is going to be here. I don't know how long Kittle's going to be here. But I think Ayuk's a guy that's going to be here. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Let's take some super chats. Um, let's see. Stephen Pryor, what I'm seeing from Brock is just special. No disrespect to the other quarterbacks. Fair enough. It is very, it is extremely special. Marcel Wilkerson says, coach to give pointers, show technique, and such. I guess he was talking about yeah. the other thing earlier. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I think Alex Smith is a you know, very, very bright football guy. I think he'd be an outstanding quarterback coach. I mean, I, if I if I was a head coach, I'd want Alex Smith to be my quarterback coach. The problem is these guys made so much money playing that it's like, hey, man, I don't know if I want to work coaches' hours and put in that kind of a grind. And and then pass rush, I mean, Dwayne Board was an incredible pass rush coach for a long time. But, I, you know, Haley, I think to me, is, you know, his style of just I'm going to eviscerate you with the bull rush and everything predicated off of that. And then here comes the counters and the edge work and all that. But he used to just right through a guy in the first quarter. I think that mindset works in any era. So I'd, I'd want him in there. All right, let's take a little look at our uh, sponsor, BetUS, the uh, number one place to make wagers on sports or anything doesn't have to be sports but let's look at what's on the docket tonight monday night football seattle seahawks new york giants you want to make a wager go to betus.com use the link in the description and use my promo code and get a uh, 125 price match so seattle seahawks minus two and a half on the road against the new york giants who do you like seattle to what, cover on the road what's the, what's the number why um, I just think, see, I think the, I think, you know, one of the consistent themes that I think is going to hold true as the season plays out is this dogging of the NFC West is kind of bogus. I think he's, you saw a Cardinal team that's solid yesterday. We've seen a Rams team before that's solid and, you know, Pete Carroll solid. and, you know, they've got a, you know, Devin Witherspoon wasn't there early. He's, I think one of the best picks in the entire draft. So he's now back in the mix. Um, you know, I think I think Seattle is 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 going to win that game. I think they're I think they're a notch or two above the New York Giants. I don't think the Giants are good at all. So yeah, I think that's I think that's a good uh, bet right there. Seattle Seahawks minus two and a half. Go to BetUS if you want to make that wager. And remember, use the link in the description because if you sign up there with that link, you get one hundred twenty five percent sign up bonus on your first deposit. Thank you very much, BetUS. All right, I got another question for you. Is George Kittle on the decline? Let me go through his num- his uh, game log this year. Week one, three catches, 19 yards. Week two, three catches, 30 yards. Week three, seven catches, 90 yards. Week four, one catch, nine yards, and he has no touchdowns this year. He's almost 30. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced he's 100%. I'm not sure. Okay. what Didn't he have an injury towards the end of camp? It just seems like I don't Growing think he's something. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think he's 100% either. 
and I just think that he's gotten it out a little bit, and they're going to other guys. I mean, that's kind of what I thought we saw a little bit yesterday from Debo, too. I think the game plan was like, hey, guys, suit up, get out here, uh, be threats, and let's and we'll focus on we'll feature other guys. Yeah, and I think it worked. I mean, they they got the win. Debo touched the ball a little bit. George got a catch, big catch actually, on fourth and four. Um, and but as far as yeah, I mean, his uh, football card sh- says that he should be sliding. Right? How many big time years do you think a guy like that's got? Two, three. I would have traded him last year. We talked about this. I would have traded him before last season. We talked about this. I would have traded him. The thing with Kittle, I feel like he's not necessarily on the decline. He's just getting older, and he's hurt a lot. He gets hurt in practice, and they're trying to preserve him and get him to the postseason. So a lot of games he'll have – he won't feature heavily in the game plan. He'll get three catches or or fewer. But if it's a primetime game and he's going to be on national television, I think – I just have a feeling he goes to Kyle and say, hey, uh, I kind of want to be featured this week because everyone's watching. So last week against the Giants, he went off. This week against the the Cowboys, it's going to be Sunday Night Football. He's going to get a lot of catches on Sunday Night Football. I feel like he picks his spots. He does seem like a big big game guy. You know what I mean? He's only going to play. It's like they're preserving him for when they're really going to need him. I mean, when you got this many weapons, I, I mean, they got yeah, they got a lot of weapons they? that they can, they got guys that can feature. They've been featuring CMC, um, but then they you know had a day they feature Ayuk, a day they feature uh, Debo. I think George's day is coming, but it's probably later in the year. And it's like it's smart to pace it with George Kittle. How about do that with uh, Chris McCaffrey? I agree. I agree. I mean, you have other guys. But McCaffrey looks like he right now he's almost the MVP of the league, and yeah, I don't talk about that. He's he's on a different level, and um, I you know, the, it's the combination of he wants it and the film study, and he's in great shape. I mean, this guy, this guy, you're you and I were standing next to each other in May, out there on that field when this guy started like playing at a level that nobody else, even on either side of the ball, was playing at, and it was no really really noticeable. So it's just like it's almost like he was announcing to everybody, "I'm here. I've, I'm going to have a monster year. Watch me!" And he's been spectacular. Yeah, I mean, he's on the best team in the league right now. He's the best player on the best team in the league right now. He has an argument for it because without CMC last year, they were struggling to score. Now they don't struggle to score anymore. I mean, he has the numbers. Which I mean, it's not Mahomes right now. It might be. I mean, who would Hertz it be? Hurts has had some good not, games. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's early still, but he looks great. I mean, he he's well out in front of the pack. Um, you know, and and it's a combination. It's like he can run away. I mean, there aren't too many guys. Some guys run. Some guys run through. Some guys run away. This guy does both. You don't know on a run to run if he's going to run by a guy, get to the edge, and scoot down the sideline, or if he's literally going to. Ezekiel Turner, like he did yesterday, where he just buried the head on him and just plowed him. Uh, I'm just ran yeah. right over him. Um, that was personal here's yesterday. Here's what's in McCaffrey's favor: if you're going to go with a quarterback over McCaffrey, well, 
the highest rated quarterback in the league is on McCaffrey's team. So if Purdy can keep this up, I don't think Purdy will be the MVP. I still think people will look at McCaffrey as the MVP of this offense, which I would agree with. So that's definitely, I think McCaffrey certainly could win the MVP this year. And uh, that would be cool. He's got a long way to go. He's got to stay healthy, but I think he's the front runner right now. Well, the the exciting if you you know if you were an, a Niner fan and you're you were excited about the year, to me the the reason to be excited was you had a great number one D, you added Hargrave, and then you have CMC, Debo, and Ayuk all in the best shape that I've seen them in, and in the best yeah. position to produce that I've seen them in, all at the same in the same year. The Brock Purdy coming of age thing just makes this. That's kind of the surprise, I think. The surprise element. We all, I expected him to get better, but right now he's, you know, maybe it was the Cardinals. We'll see how Dallas looks next week. Next week will be a defining week, but man, he's in rhythm. And if he's in rhythm, he look he makes it look very very easy. And with all these weapons, and they're scoring thirty a game, and they got a killer D, they look they look it's you know they look big time. Yeah. Another question for you: uh, Why did the Niners struggle to stop Josh Dobbs? It's a great question. I mean, I I think he's um, so good. He's he's his. You know, talking about a guy who really didn't – I didn't really get the value of Josh Dobbs. He's been good this year against pressure. He's been a high completion percentage guy. Um, he's not making mistakes. He doesn't turn it over. He didn't – you know, he, he didn't make mistakes yesterday. He played a really clean game. He's super fast. He's super smart. I mean, if I'm Kyler Murray, what are they going to do with Kyler Murray? I mean, they're probably going to have to buy out Kyler Murray with that monster contract. Dobbs, Dobbs looks good, and I think he's real. I mean, he dropped back to pass. I'll say this. Disappointing part of the game to me, he dropped back to pass 41 times, and the Niners could barely sack him. I mean, what did, what did they have? One sack yeah. or one. two sacks? One? one. Yeah, one sack. Yeah. One sack and seven hits, three of them coming from Bosa. So, or four of them coming from Bosa. So yeah. I, I, I thought they would have been able to, you know, the Niners' D-line against the Cardinals' O-line on paper, you know, should have been a huge mismatch. But Dobbs is, credit Dobbs, you know, and he got it. He, you know, the, the Cardinals are an interesting team, Grant. They stretch yep. you on the line of scrimmage because they've got Connor and you got to load up for Connor. He's a big back. Then they stretch you to the edges with Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown. And then they also have some precision tight ends and Ertz and McBride. And then Dobbs, Dobbs looked good. I, I, I was incredibly impressed by Dobbs. You're not concerned at all about the Niners' defense? I am. I am concerned. I'm, I think, to me, I mean, let's be, start getting critical. I think Cleveland Farrell looks slow, and I'm, mm-hmm. that's a concern. And I don't see the speed off the edge outside of you got Bosa, you got Jackson, Hyder, God bless him. Slow, Cleveland Farrell, smart player, slow. So they, you know, they don't have a speed rusher now. Is Robert Beal going to be that guy? Up, you know, they need one more speed rusher. And it, you know, Lynch found Amenahieu. He found Jordan Willis. Maybe they can get Jordan Willis back. I don't know, but mm-hmm. to me, they they lack some speed coming off the edge. Yeah, I agree. And they they still have trouble with mobile quarterbacks. Once that quarterback can get out of the pocket and scramble for some first downs and run the zone read a couple of times. The Niners defense just feels like it's on its heels. 
and the quarterback could sort of get what he wants, which is disconcerting because the Niners are going to be facing the Eagles later this year, maybe twice, depending on what happens in the playoffs. And, you know, Hurts is a similar quarterback. They did a good job against him last year in the playoffs, but he's good. And th- they just struggled against Dobbs to a degree. So we'll see. You know, there's if the Niners are going to get this ring, they're going to have to go through some of the NFL's better moving quarterbacks. And so mm-hmm. right now when I look at their defense, Bosa's Bosa. But then after Bosa, this defense really only has Warner and Greenlaw who can really run and hit and snuff you out and have that yeah. dominant physical. Gibson's more of a deep deep of the field, deep part of the field ball hawk who will catch the interceptions. Hafanga can make those plays, but he falls off tackles and lacks a little power. I just think they they could use one more guy who could really close on the quarterback. Um, and I don't know who that's going to be. It's probably somebody young, but um, it may you know I don't know. I don't know what the, I, can they get to Neil Hunter? You know, can they get um, can they get one more edge piece? Because I, I would to me that's the that and another corner would be the way to finish this thing off and climb to the top. If they could get Sertan, one of the guys in the chat here says Sertan. You know, if they could get Sertan, but I mean, if they could get one more speedy edge rusher, somebody who could just absolutely close on fa- on fast quarterbacks, I think that would help them get over. El Nano says, would you rather for long-term deal keep slash retire a Niner, Greenlaw and Warner or Kittle and CMC? Um, uh, would you rather keep? Well, you got to have Greenlaw and Warner, so I, I'm yeah. going Greenlaw and Warner. I would say so, right? Like they're both 26. Kittle turns 30 in a in a week, and McCaffrey plays running back. And who knows how much shelf life he has? You can't project with running backs. But so. damn you for asking us that the day after McCaffrey goes off. Damn you, Diego. It's five years. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, five years from now, when all the older guys are gone, how does Brock? How does a Brock Purdy season look like? Well, I guess we'll find out in five years. I, I that's my skepticism right now, but it's a long ways off. I'll be forty years old when we get there. Forty. He's playing well now. That much we know. Abu Marco twenty three says Steelers, Rams, Giants, and Cardinals. Let's pause in the greatest ever team hype until next Monday. We've been burned before. Is it a Monday game? No, no, he means the day after. It's Sunday night. Sunday night, right? Yeah, Sunday night. Okay. But you know what? We'll see. I mean, Cowboys are a test. But I you know, I don't know how you feel about it. I've seen the Niners play the Cowboys a bunch, and I've watched the they Cowboys a ton. Well. I think I'd like well. I'll take the Niners over the Cowboys right now. I like that matchup. Dylan Z says, Can't wait for Huff James Connor rematch. I don't know what that was about. But me too. Josh hard even, it's hard to even picture Huff fighting anybody, Grant. When you talk to him, when you talk to him, he's just like, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants to fight anybody. He's got one of those split personalities on the field, off the field. Agree. Joshua Wyatt says it's not about who they feature. It's about who the primary checkdown option is. The year he hit 1,300, Kittle was the safety blanket. Now it's CMC. And two years ago, it was Debo. Ken Konecki says, I'm not sold on Brock. Clown. He's talking about me. (laughs) Stephen Pryor says, what's up with Willis? Was uh, hoping to see more of him. Braden Willis? And they never use they they never throw the ball to their backup tight ends or use them. He is their second best tight end, no doubt yeah, in my mind. And he's going to have an impact before before long. And if Kittle went out, you'd see a ton of him. I, I think they should. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think Braden Willis and Ronnie Bell are going to be utilized this year. Yeah, 
Larry, do the Niners have enough good cornerbacks? No. This is a concern. Ambry Thomas, um, you know, here's here's the here's the, the dilemma. You got Womack on IR, but he designated to return, and I think Womack yeah. is legit and real. I love Darrell Luter Jr. I loved his college film, and I can't wait to see him. He's on the pup list. He's set to come mm-hmm. back at some point. So you do have two guys there that that I do like. And I'll, I'll say this: I, I know um, he hasn't played much, but the kid they just dra- they just brought in, um, Kendall Sheffield. Scott, mm-hmm. you know, he's I liked him at Ohio State. He's fast. He's athletic. He made a great play on special teams yesterday. I'm eager to see how he plays plays corner, and then I'm e- eager to see what Anthony Brown looks like if he gets on the field. But to me, Mooney's had groin issues. Lenore's been terrific. Um, Oliver is kind of a little bit hit and a little bit miss. I don't know if I trust Ambry Thomas. I think if you could get one more, I mean, I, somebody in one of the chats I was doing recently said Denzel Ward. I mean, man, if you could get Denzel Ward, you could have my first round pick. I mean, I, I Denzel Ward is awesome. They need if they could add one more really good corner, especially, um, you know, a little bit, what if Kansas City gets Mike Evans, or um, you know, you get into the game with the Eagles they got AJ Brown and Devonte. You know, it's like, you know, you, you, one more corner would not hurt uh, because Mooney Ward seems like he gets hurt, he's got a recurrence of the groin issues. Um and they're just not that deep. They lost, you know, they could use another corner. I, def- I I they could definitely use another backup corner. My thing is that I like Lenore a lot. I think he's underrated, maybe the most yeah. underrated starter on the team, and I think he's much better outside than in the slot. So I wouldn't I, I and I think Oliver's played well the last two games. I don't know if he's he going to keep it up. He has. he has played really well the last few games. So you can't have Ambry Thomas be the, the, the first guy off the bench, so they got to figure that out. But that's something they could get is a, is a better backup corner. And to your point, it could be Womack. It could be Luter Jr. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's the, the fix. The guy that I would target that I really love, and I, I, I wish they never let him get, get out of there in the first place, was DJ Reed. <laughs> I think DJ Reed, I remember interviewing him on draft day uh, and just how confident and ridiculously cocky. This guy's got unbelievable swagger, and he, he just has a lot of belief, and he's played outside, and he's played in the slot, and he's versatile. I don't think the price tag would be that high to get him from the Jets. That would be a call that I would want to make before the end of the month. Okay. Name the piece that gets the 49ers over the top. Um. Okay, now the piece that I'm going to say you're probably not going to agree with, but I think you got to think really strategic here. And to me, the guy, the teams that win these game, the bowl, always are the teams that have the best players who hit, touch the football. And I know we're coming off the greatest game ever from CMC, but I would go for Jonathan Taylor. And and the reason why is because Dallas is a one running back team. If they get Jonathan Taylor, they're way, way better. If Kansas City gets Jonathan Taylor, I think they're way better. I think if Philly gets Jonathan Taylor, they, they're incredible. I think if Miami, these are the teams that are rumored to be after Jonathan Taylor. And um, I just think that if you could get a guy like that, maybe even trade away one of your backup backs, Mason, Mitchell, TDP, second-round pick, maybe a conditional pick after that, I think you could make it happen. Got forty million on the cap. He's special. You get you show up on Super Bowl Sunday against the Chiefs, and this time you have Jonathan Taylor and all the weapons you have. That would be the guy. 
and I and I I would go for the block. I think at this point, you you got a very finite group of uh, uh, contenders, and if some of those contenders get that guy, I think they could be better. So I'd go for Jonathan Taylor. I like that, but let me let me just see this through. Let's say they do get Jonathan Taylor. Uh, would they have to give him an extension? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give him an extension. It's a lot of you money. You have $40 million dollars in cap room. I mean, true. I I don't know. I mean, I, I know they got CMC, but I mean, you know, you've got all these other backs. I don't know if I trust any of them right now. Mason puts the ball on the carpet. TDP you have, you have has to give Taylor a lot of money. Like, he'd, he'd want starter money to be the backup on this team. You'd have to pay him $12 million a year. You'd have to have 24. Like, wow. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I mean, yeah. I, the other spot would be um, like if you could get a difference making corner. But I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody's going to, first of all, don't even talk, talk to me about tackle because like people will say, yeah. oh, well, just trade for Tristan Wirfs. They're, come on. They're, I've never seen any good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can they? I've never seen any good, really elite Probably right not. tackles ever traded ever or left tackles. Seems like. Yeah. But yeah, if you can get Tristan Wirfs, go do that. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, sure. I mean, it's like. Yeah, you, do you want a right tackle, think? but who's available? Like, running backs are available. Like, McCaffrey was available last year. And Elijah Mitchell got hurt in practice last week. Practice, which is fine. There's no shame in that. But he gets hurt a lot, and it's starting to get to the point where you have to almost, not almost, you have to prepare for this or expect it. And well, so, here, here's one. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You go. No, I was just saying that, I, you know, I talked to a media guy the day before the trade deadline last year, and I asked him, I said, you know, one of the Niner media guys, I'm like, hey, you know, you think the Niners, there's rumors they'll trade for CMC. You think they'll trade for him? He's like, no. Mike, why not? And he's like, they don't need him. They have Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell. So, and then look at what CMC has actually made the Niners since that point. So it's like just sometimes when you think you don't need something, it's like that's when you, I mean, yeah, somebody says Denzel Ward. If Denzel Ward's out there, that's, I'd rather have Denzel Ward than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, we're going to end the show a little early today. Um, my dad's coming over for dinner. We're going to watch some Monday night football. Uh, I saw him last night. Did you, did, what is he saying about Purdy as far as he saw cover Joe Montana and he's, he's also not prone to hyperbole? So he's a tough grader. What's what does Lowell does Lowell like uh, Purdy? Does he see any Montana he traits? Him. He likes does him. He I'll believe ask him in him. I'm doing, I'm doing a show with him tomorrow. So before I, it's a teaser, a teaser for our show tomorrow. I'll ask my dad if he sees Joe Montana and Brock Purdy. He likes him very yeah. much. He's he's higher yeah. on Brock than me. I don't know if he's as high on Brock as you are, but he's up there. <laughs> Nobody is. Nobody is. Larry, Nobody is. good stuff. Make sure you subscribe and like Larry's channel. And make sure you subscribe to mine as well. I'll see you tomorrow with my pops. Take care, everyone. Peace.